I saw this very interesting story about Lithuania over the weekend, and I wanted to provide some context before we get into this interview. The EU, the European Union's executive branch, today has proposed a ban on coal imports from Russia and what would be their first sanctions targeting the country's lucrative energy industry over its war in Ukraine. European Commission President Ursula von Levin says that, uh, Leyen rather, says that the EU needed to increase the pressure on Russian President Putin after what she described as the heinous crimes carried out around Kyiv. We will impose an import ban on coal from Russia worth 4 billion euros per year. This will cut another important revenue source for Russia. Von der Leyen added that the EU has already started working on additional sanctions, including on oil imports. My last guest, though, said that Germany alone has spent 5 billion euros on Russian energy imports in the 41 days since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. But as European countries look to wean themselves off Russian energy and cut off the flow of cash that helps fuel Putin's wars, one EU country has now completely stopped all Russian imports of natural gas or all imports of Russian natural gas just seven years after it was 100% reliant on Russia for natural gas. So how did Lithuania do it? And what message does it send to other nations also trying to rid themselves of a nasty Russian energy habit? Joining me now is Lithuania's ambassador to Canada, Darius Skasavichis. Darius, Mr. Ambassador, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It was a fascinating announcement over the weekend. Lithuania, uh, who not that long ago relied heavily on Russian energy imports has now declared itself to be Russian energy import free. How did that happen so quickly? And what message does that send to the rest of the European Union? You know, to be to be uh, uh, very, uh, very clear on the number, we were 100 uh, percent uh, reliable on uh, dependable on uh, on Russian gas. And uh, this decision didn't uh, happen in one day. Over the past decade, uh, Lithuania witnessed uh, several energy transitions, with the most important, I would say, happening in uh, 2014. Until until then, we were 100% uh, dependent. And uh, in 2014, Klaipeda, it's our seaport city, uh, LNG terminal began uh, its its operations, allowing the country to serve. Uh, even as a regional LNG hub and uh, achieve uh, greater reliability by providing a terminal that uh, that was capable to fulfill 100% of, uh, of, of our needs. And this helped us to reduce our gas imports from Russia to 30%. Uh, and last year, seeing all the reports and uh, turbulences in, in our region, uh, we we started uh, active preparations to to become a Russian gas free country. You know, by searching for new contracts, new purchases through through our LNG LNG terminal, and uh, as you rightly say, on uh, on second of April, we we became one hundred percent free, which means that uh, we can fulfill uh, all the gas uh, need through LNG terminal. And all the operators and consumers are buying gas only from from the terminal. It does send a very clear message to Russia. And it also, when it was announced, sent quite a clear message to the rest of the European Union about dependence on Russian energy imports. Uh, yes, uh, you, 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 are, you are very right. And, uh, you know, but uh, 
with the energy, the thing is that uh, it doesn't happen in one day. And that's exactly why I told you all this story and our way to, to being independent, you know, which, uh, which, uh, which happened only in, in, in eight years, you know, but we were doing that on, on our own. And now everybody understands what, uh, what we are dealing with and that every dollar, every euro, every Canadian dollar paid to uh, Russian uh, state-owned companies or Russian authorities uh, is also used to finance the war against uh, innocent civilians, uh, children, women. And therefore, you know, we, we have to search for all possible means uh, to to get rid of uh, of any imports from from Russia, be it oil, be it gas, be it uh, be it coal, be it uh, other uh, imports coming from from Russia, we should stop uh, paying money to to war criminals. I gather this does put a certain burden, some on consumers in Lithuania. Uh, there is measures in place to try to make sure consumers don't pay the price for these decisions. Is that right? Uh, prices are uh, increasing everywhere, I think, now with, uh, with all these sanctions in place. Uh, we shouldn't be complacent, complaining about, uh, about the prices. Yes, government is taking measures to uh, regulate those irregularities because of uh, all the bans. But this is happening not only in energy sector. This is happening in uh, agricultural sector. This will be happening in uh, many other sectors. Question is, uh, are we are we ready for that? Uh, or we want to continue financing uh, war? So the Lithuanian answer is, uh, is very clear. We are ready to pay the price. Uh, to to help uh, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine to 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 win this war. When you look around you in the European Union, when you look at North America, are you seeing that same level of commitment, or are you seeing enough commitment from other partners of Ukraine? Uh, what we see is uh, is uh, an extreme unity. Uh, I think nobody at the beginning of this year would be able to tell that uh, we will be so united. And uh, so, uh, and would be sending such a strong messages in uh, in all the uh, areas, you know, be it sanctions, be it expulsion of diplomats, or be it uh, be it be it other other areas, be it military support, and uh, you know, yes, uh, doing everything uh, in a big alliance, uh, you know, of Western nations uh, uh, means that uh, common denominator will be. Uh, a bit lower, I would say, from what we see. A bit lower than, uh, for example, Lithuania would be expecting, but it's still very high in comparison to what uh, what was uh, Western reaction to, to previous uh, cases. Let's talk a bit about the expulsion of, West, of Russian diplomats, because we've seen a lot of it happening in Europe. Canada has been less eager, at least, and there's a bit of a controversy going on now about calls from the opposition here to expo- to expel Russia's ambassador to Canada. Uh, what was the reasons why Lithuania decided to expel Russia's ambassador to your country? Uh, you know, yes, this, this decision also came, uh, came only on, uh, on 4th of April, and it was uh, coordinated, as, uh, as always, with uh, all willing partners. And during uh, those days, in reaction to to massacre in 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 Bucha, 
uh, Europeans uh, expelled, I think, in total already more than 300, uh, 300 diplomats. Uh, Lithuania, Lithuania was always one of the strongest voices on, uh, on, on Russian regime and the need to, to show the uh, very clear statement on where, where we stand. Yes, we are expelling ambassador, but this is happening because uh, Lithuanian government decided to decrease level of representation of the countries from embassies to, to charge the fair uh, level, which means that Russian ambassador goes home, Lithuanian ambassador from Moscow is already packing his uh, things to, to get back to Lithuania. Uh, additionally to that, we also closed the uh, consulate of, uh, of Russia in, uh, in Klaipeda. And this was followed by, by our Baltic, uh, Baltic colleagues, uh, which Latvia, for example, closed two Russian consulates in Latvia, uh, Estonia, two consulates in, in Estonia. You know, the, the main question here is uh, an, and quite philosophical one. Because uh, all those actions have uh, have the counter reaction from from the other side, and uh, and uh, we we understand that, uh, for example, uh, we cannot uh, just close uh, Russian embassy in Lithuania, because that would mean that uh, Russians would close our embassy in in Moscow, which would mean that we wouldn't be able to help our citizens to help civil society activists, to help journalists, to help uh, uh, stuck businesses to, to exit, etc., 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 you know. So, uh, therefore, I think every country has its own calculus. We have ours, and, uh, and we wanted to send this uh, really strong signal. I'm speaking with Lithuania's ambassador to Canada from Ottawa, Darius Skusevicius. Uh, after this, we'll talk a bit more about... about just the where the war has been headed and the view from Lithuania. There'll be NATO meetings this week. Uh, there's talk of increased defense spending in Canada. And we'll talk a bit about NATO, Lithuania's role, and maybe the, accept, the, uh, the acceptance of Sweden and Finland into the alliance. So uh, that's after this. I'm back with Lithuania's ambassador to Canada, Darius Skusevicius. Um, Darius, thank you so much for your time again. Uh, tell me a bit about just the kind of conversations you've been having with your Canadian counterparts at this point about about that that unity around NATO, the unified response. Uh, has it improved or has it been, uh, have you really seen a, a, a concerted difference since the beginning of this invasion to come together? I think, uh, I think, yes, definitely. We see, uh, extremely high level of unity and, uh, and, uh, Russian, uh, uh, government, uh, really miscalculated our reaction. Uh, and I think they, they, they had, uh, they had, uh, uh, you know, ability to do so because they saw how we reacted to previous crises, be it, uh, be it uh, start of invasion into Ukraine in 2014, or be it uh, uh, occupation of parts of Georgia in uh, in 2008, so they calculated that uh, most probably uh, you know Western alliance will react the same way, and they were totally wrong. And what we see now, it's uh, it's uh, greatest level of unity. Uh, and solidarity we we ever saw in in you know recent recent decades with uh, with all the countries contributing uh, all they can to strengthen NATO 
to strengthen the eastern flank of uh, of NATO, and we we are greatly uh, thankful to to Canadian partners for for their support and uh, strengthening uh, you know eastern flank uh, through uh, operation in, uh, in 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 Latvia, sending conditional troops, etc. etc. You know, so I, I think it was uh, biggest miscalculus by the Kremlin. And uh, yes, we never saw such a level of uh, solidarity and unity, uh, be it NATO, be it EU, or be it uh, other, you know, global, global Western uh, alliance or fora. Ambassador, you spent a lot of time in Ukraine. Where do you see this going now? Uh, I know you, no one has a crystal ball, but you spent a lot of time there. What are your? What is a good best case scenario, and, and what right now is a worst case scenario from where you sit? You know, the only question for me is when. I, I have no doubts that uh, that Ukraine will win. Ukraine already won this war uh, morally and uh, showing the unity. How do you you know if uh, if we would uh, every war has uh, has its goals. We can uh, we can only guess what was the. Uh, goal of uh, of uh, Russian uh, uh, criminals, you know, in in this war. But uh, but I think the 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 reaction was uh, very very uh, opposite to what they expected. They expected to be you know accepted with flowers and uh, open hands, uh, welcomed uh, to you know to eastern part of Ukraine. And it didn't happen. And uh, what we see now, it's, uh, you know, such such a brutality. Uh, at the same time, we see that Ukrainians, uh, all the population is ready to fight back. Women are preparing Molotov cocktails. Uh, women and children are, are you know, making uh, masking uh, materials uh, to to hide uh, things uh, people who were never at uh, at military at the army uh, they go voluntarily to protect their country uh, what I was reading at their reports uh, more than around around half a million Ukrainians came back to Ukraine from the beginning uh, of the war so uh, I think uh, Ukraine already won in uh, in uniting uh, country more than more than ever, and uh, I see the only ending uh, for Ukraine is uh, is a victory. The question is uh, how how strong uh, Russian authorities and those who who started and were implementing those uh, unhuman uh, measures. Uh, how how they will be punished for for all of this, and here by the way, Canadian effort is uh, again greatly appreciated with ICC, all the other measures. Your ambassador in uh, in United Nations is, is doing a great job, uh, and so on and so forth. Ambassador, for years, Lithuania has built up its defenses against what was perceived to be a very tough Russian threat. We've now seen Russia's military fail miserably, at least for now, in Ukraine. Has that changed the calculus at all now in the Baltics about just how equipped and how forceful Russia's military can actually be? Look, we we also knew uh, that the uh, country is uh, 
corrupt at the highest uh, possible level from from bottom till to 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 uh, you know to to highest representatives everybody uh, i i personally wouldn't be thinking that uh, they were stealing from from their own uh, army but uh, from what we see in in pictures and videos on the ground looks like they 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 stole even uh, from their own uh, army uh so uh so you know but uh, you you can never underestimate your uh your uh enemy and uh therefore we we should continue you know be being active in uh building our own defense uh continue you know working on uh, our joint uh, plans as uh, as NATO lines and uh you know we'll see Ambassador, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Ben.